so what have you been up to? No, yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah. I study mold, uh, spores, mold, and fungus. <laughs> <laughs> In that movie. That's right. <laughs> print, print is dead. <laughs> Janine, stop giving me those bug eyes. Janine, sorry about that bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office. Welcome to Nerdburger! Episode 437. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Lisa. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you, Mike. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Can't complain. We are uh, we're actually about to go back to live games for Dystopia Rising. Oh, so wow. I am super psyched up for that. Do you have a place yeah. to do those? We do. Uh, well, okay. So our uh, SoCal game uh, never lost their site. We have a temporary site for our NorCal game, which will be starting in October. Oh, okay. Uh, our Southern California game is in Corona, uh, which is right near LA. Well, that's a, a ironic name <laughs> for going back to live playing. It is. <laughs> We're going to celebrate by... At the end of Corona by going down to Corona. Make it a hat there trick were... and drink some Coronas. <laughs> yes, there were abundant Toast jokes too, about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we have a four-day premiere game, uh, which oh, I'm wow. very excited about. Uh, my character is actually getting married, and uh, we're also having death prom <laughs> what is death on Friday prom? the 13th. So. Uh, oh, okay. In Dystopia Rising, there is a religion called the Telling Visionists, and uh, the Telling Visionists basically used pre-fall media, um, you know, movies and television shows and things like that, to deliver, you know, faith messages to the people. Okay, so that's um, a, a play of... on words. It sounds like televangelist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I wanted to I wanted to come up with a character that was a, a tele. Telling evangelist, or sorry, telling visionist, televangelist. Okay. <laughs> Preach the word. <laughs> um, but basically, in this religion, uh, there are some characters who uh, utilize the uh, traditional horror movies of the pre fall world, and uh, they are called the Nemeses because they are the traditional bad guys, you know, Freddy, Jason. Uh, Carrie, Firestarter, all of those okay. uh, pinhead. And so uh, because our game is happening on Friday the 13th, they decided that Death Prom would be a great way to celebrate. So I am going to don my costume, my Death Prom costume, with this lovely face, this lovely Jason patch. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. They just call him, in-game, they just call him the Voorhees. The Voorhees. <laughs> yes. And if you bring him candy, he might not kill you. <laughs> oh, I see how this works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, bribery. Uh, so I am working my costume for Death Prom right now. 
which includes this lovely football armor decked out with bling. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've got a little lace cape. Very nice. And sp- sparkly <laughs> shoulder pads. Yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. How heavy is that? Uh, not terribly. That's actually kids' armor. Uh, <laughs> kids' football <laughs> football armor. So <laughs> I think you've told us that secret before. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty small. My other one's, like, huge. Uh, so it makes me look like a giant <laughs> football monster. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to have Death Prom, and it is bound to be exciting, and I will probably die. Um, because murder is fun, kids, <laughs> as long as you're not committing it. <laughs> well, if you don't die at death prom, are you really doing death prom right? Exactly, right? <laughs> I need at least one grave mine scene to take away as a souvenir from death prom. So. Grave mine? Yeah, so um, basically what happens is uh, in Dystopia Rising, you have what's called infection. And basically, the idea is that after the fall, um, humans evolved into what they call strains. And so in this game, as opposed to, you know, most other LARPs, uh, when you die, you can come back a number of times. And each strain has kind of a different infection level. Like, for instance, I have four. Um, some people have three, and it depends on how much you die. Uh, but you when you die, uh, the the ground kind of sucks you into what they call the grave mind. And you get this grave mind scene. You go to ops and you meet up with a storyteller and they tell your grave mind scene. And it plays on your fears, your insecurities, um, all sorts of things. Uh, the grave mind is a jerk usually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's very dark, spooky. And then the uh, the ground just kind of emits you back up and you're back to life again. So it is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you don't lose your character after dying as you do in other games. So I think, uh, you know, because there are high stakes in this and because it's a dark horror theme, um, gives you the opportunity to play out death multiple times, which is fun. Cool. Yeah. Death mind. Grave mind. Grave, grave mind. mind. Yeah. <laughs> Death prom Death and grave prom, mind. Grave which mind. <laughs> there is a correlation there, obviously. <laughs> It'll be fun. So. Wow. On Friday the 13th. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. We've got uh, yeah. Friday the 13th coming up in August. Yeah. So if any of your listeners are out in California, out our way, uh, please feel free to join us at Dystopia Rising. Um, you can go to uh, Dystopia Rising dot com just google it and uh, you can find our game and it is a blast Uh, it is fully immersive Um, this one and this particular one starts on the 12th which is thursday and goes through sunday and uh, it's just a really fun time uh, a really good group of people so cool and that's the socal one Mm -hmm. okay and then we also have dystopia rising norcal uh, also, if you uh, go onto YouTube, you can find trailers for both the NorCal and the SoCal games, uh, which are a lot of fun. At NorCal is where you are getting a new location. New site. Yeah. New site. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we used to game at Fort Ord, which is an abandoned military base, which was great for genre. A uh, lot of like graffiti and uh, we had, you know, 
uh, you know, busted out windows and, and such. And of course we cleaned up, you know, before game to make sure it was safe uh, for, you know, for people to play. But um, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, in fact, the Airsoft guys uh, that also played there for one of their games had dropped all of these like old cars in and like some of them were upside down. So it really added to the genre, <laughs> <laughs> the apocalypse feel. Uh, so when we had our war game, our season closer in September of 2019, uh, our owner, uh, Kai Norman, had arranged to rent a an APC, uh, so like a small tank for oh, wow. all of these NPCs, and it was amazing. Armored was personnel terror. carrier. Yes. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I remembered something from cable TV. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was great. Uh, we were fighting this like fascist group of demon worshippers and these black skull masks. And uh, Kai is amazing with props and costuming, and the realism was insane. Um, the airsoft guys had come out to NPC for us, so the armies that we were fighting were huge. I mean, I would say we probably had like I don't know, good like thirty or forty guys uh, out at the game. Uh, and, you know, all the NPCs were coming in in Russian town, and we had to take, like, these checkpoints and hold these checkpoints for so long, and then we won over that site uh, and slowly but surely uh, regained control of our town. So it was really unique. And Kai, uh, over the, uh, you know, over the course of several games, had things like uh, fake nuclear bombs that had like timers and little lights and stuff that you had to, you know, figure out the exact combination <laughs> on how to disable it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, it wasn't a know, red wire or blue wire. Exactly. <laughs> Just push, pushing buttons. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, disabling the bomb and, uh, he made all of this out of a garbage can. So, uh, he does some pretty magical stuff with, with the game. <laughs> awesome and when does that one get started back uh that one is starting in october and again uh, if you google dystopia rising it'll uh, show you all of the different games uh, there are games across the country uh, we have new jersey massachusetts wisconsin colorado texas um there's one in down in florida uh, oklahoma they're all over the country so it is a great time. It's like having your own action movie, um, you know, your own zombie apocalypse movie. And it is a blast. Well, cool. Can't wait to yeah. hear about those. Um, Get to hit your friends with foam sticks. <laughs> the next next time we'll schedule you will definitely be after two weeks from now. Possibly it will include the October one as well. So hopefully we'll get good times. We'll get to hear about both of those. Yeah. So what have you been up to? No, yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah. I study mold, uh, spores, mold, and fungus. <laughs> <laughs> In that movie. That's right. <laughs> print, print is dead. <laughs> Janine, stop giving me those bug eyes. Janine, sorry about that bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office. 
Love Ghostbusters. Back in the day. Oh, boy. Has that new one come out yet? Um, it was supposed to. supposed to come out last year, and it got delayed. That's a good question. I was kind of excited to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. Let's see. Uh, it says June eleventh. That can't be right. It came yeah, out already. I didn't see it in what? the theaters. Uh... Huh. Which means theoretically, it should be on cable. Oh, the There's... Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Wait. Oh, now, oh. It's, now it's November 11th. Yeah, November 11th. Good times. couple of months. No, a few months. I am looking forward to seeing that. So am I. Because I believe Bill Murray is in that, isn't he? Yep. Dan Aykroyd. Although I don't... Oh, yeah, they're playing their actual characters. It's Paul fabulous. Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a good time. Yeah, you know er- what I've been. Ernie uh, Hudson. They got yeah. Everybody. Oh, but, Ernie uh, Hudson. Well, I don't. Oh no, Annie Potts. There you go. She's in Love it. it. They got everybody but Egon. Yeah, sadly. Who they can't because uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, bring them back from the afterlife. It is called Ghostbusters Afterlife, isn't it? So. Yeah. Let's see. Um, resurrect. I mean, if they can do those 3D, those, uh, you know, uh, holograms of uh, dead uh, musical artists on stage, they, right. they can they can give us some 3D Egon or uh, ghost uh, CGI Egon, right? I have to say, I was really impressed what they did with, um, you know, Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars movies and uh, Peter Cushing. That was very oh, realistic. In uh, Rogue One? Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't really think good. it was a Uncanny Valley? No, no, I liked it. I like. I think the technology is good enough now that you know. I mean, they can do anything, I mean, so why not? There, it is. <laughs> it was a little creepy. Like it, it didn't quite look right, but yeah. they have to. You know, you, we we have to let them do it so that they can get better at it. I saw the look on your face. <laughs> You're not a fan, are you? Because did you watch? I, I, you know what? I like the, um, I like the intent of it. I just wish they could do it a little bit better, a little bit more realistic. Yeah. I don't know why they, they can't get the movement quite right. But, um, did you see the Mandalorian season yes. two ending? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've talked about this on the show, <laughs> yeah. so you, you, I shouldn't have to say spoiler alert, but yeah, Luke Skywalker yeah. comes back, and uh, yeah. <laughs> young luke skywalker from whatever five years post right return of the jedi and he is a, a total jedi badass and mm-hmm. um and uh, they said that they did that with de-aging but it looked like really it looked like awkward not quite right yeah. cgi to me <laughs> like the uh do you remember the duracell people from the 1980s <laughs> those like plastic looking duracell pe- oh yeah the, the duracell battery uh-huh. people from the commercials mm-hmm. yep kind of like that yeah it was still <laughs> it was better it was better than yeah. than and that was a tv show and it was better than the stuff in rogue one so they're getting better yeah. at it they will they will get it one of these well, I mean, if you look how far we've come in video games too yeah you know oh yeah from- video games are crazy now <laughs> Um, From like the 1980s to now, now they're <laughs> cinematic and, you know, basically real life quality in their animation. <laughs> as long as you're not playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, where they intentionally make it all blocky and pixelated. 
yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as long as I'm I still think... stuck on Animal Crossing, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to play a lot of video games, but I I uh, watch Jonathan playing video games, and I was like, oh, this is really pretty. Like, I, I don't like playing them, but I do like watching them. <laughs> yeah, but with the the CGI people, I think as long as they use it sparingly, I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah, like the Peter Cushing thing was kind of pushing it. Because you're taking a, you know, a deceased actor, and yeah. Although they couldn't, they couldn't really do that without putting that character in that movie. It and I'm not really a fan of those like all CGI movies. No, <laughs> it's just strange. I'm like, wait, is this CGI or are these real people? Not positive, but they don't look natural. Like um, Alita: Battle Angel was pretty good. That was pretty well done. But her eyes were enormous. <laughs> oh, like, I remember. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I remember the creepy. previews. That yeah. was like a lot of that was live action that they CGI'd on top of, right? Like mm-hmm. that was somebody's, that was a real yeah. actress that they just tweaked the face on. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the movie was fantastic, I thought. Um, but I'm also like not the most discriminating <laughs> of sci-fi nerds. I just like things for the, uh, you know, the entertainment value typically. Um, you know, I don't usually do a whole lot of criticism of things, uh, mostly because I'm having to scrutinize things all day, all week. So, you know, when I watch something, I'm just like, all right, entertainment value. Yeah, you know? I'm the same way. Yeah, I have I have to problem solve at my job too, and I just don't like my brain just doesn't want to keep problem solving my entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Because it's funny, um, you know, Jonathan and I will watch a you know a sci-fi space movie, and he's like, "These physics are all wrong," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> I mean, you're right, but." <laughs> oh, what did I watch recently? I watched um, I'm so far behind on on stuff that was popular when it came out (laughs) like i watched uh the second dan brown movie angels and demons which is oh yeah 2009 i watched that (laughs) recently and um because i had found i was surfing on netflix and they had that one and and da vinci code and i was like "Ooh, i like the da vinci code i'm watch i'm gonna watch that again so i watched that yeah and then and there's a third one i don't know what it's called (laughs) uh that one i believe was the lost symbol Oh, okay. Which I don't know. Did they make that into a movie? I know it was a book. Um. Oh no, that was the the one that got. I think they're turning it into a TV show. Really? It was supposed to be to a movie, that. but it ended up being made as a TV show. And I, because I believe in that book, they talk about uh, Alexandria, Virginia, which is where I lived for six years. Yeah. Um. And the you know, kind of the layout of, you know, where the Masonic temple is and things like that. You know, there was apparently a whole geometry behind it and symbolism. And so, uh, you know, you get that whole Illuminati trope. Yep. That was in, in Angels and Demons. <laughs> Inferno Secret was the societies. third movie. Oh, I never saw that. 2016. Lost I Symbol didn't even know that existed. was supposed to be a movie. Lost Symbol was supposed to be the third movie, and for whatever reason, they didn't do it, and they made Inferno instead, and now Lost Symbol is coming back as a TV show. Huh. Definitely look forward to seeing that. With a young Robert Langdon, played by somebody else. <laughs> so so they're not going to CGI his face, is what you're saying. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. Or sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, this um, is probably good. But I was watching Angels and Demons, and I and and you know, like a couple of weeks after I watched Da Vinci Code, and I started, I was right, you know, my my um analytical brain was still turned on, and I was watching it, and I'm going, okay, that's the guy who's like that character <laughs> from da vinci code who we think is bad but is going to turn out to be good in the end and like all the the dan brown tropes yes <laughs> and i nailed of them all there are many <laughs> that needs to be a drinking game when you like when you see a, a particular common trope in his movies take a yeah. take a shot <laughs> and uh you know ewan mcgregor is the guy who we who we think is the good guy all along but then the twist yeah. he's the bad guy <laughs> you know uh nailed that one <laughs> <laughs> Although There's they had me twist. going when he he uh, almost sacrificed his life at the end of the end of the movie. Did you see that one? I do not believe. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Forget everything I just no. said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind spoilers. Everybody's all like, "Don't spoiler it for me." And like, I get it, but it doesn't bother me because I'm going to know it eventually anyway. Yeah, so that's, very, and... that's a very <laughs> pragmatic way of looking. At yeah. it. <laughs> Sometimes it's stress relieving because I get so wrapped up in the movie and I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'm watching uh, right now. I'm watching Black Summer and I could just uh, it's a it's a zombie show okay. on Netflix and it is the best zombie show I've watched really? so far. Yeah, absolutely. These zombies are terrifying. Uh, they are not these shamblers who are kind of lumbering along. They are running full force sprint. And they're like pounding at the doors as hard as they can. Like these actors must have been absolutely exhausted <laughs> after every shoot because it is super physical. Not only and do they need to be unnaturally thin to fit all the makeup on and stuff on top of them, but then they need to have like a lot of energy and stamina. Yeah, they're not all like they're pretty normal people. Um, you know, you see this one woman's husband turn and, uh, you know, chase him. They're not. They're uh, not all people around, like yeah. sunken and emaciated, like the Walking no. Dead zombies. Oh, okay. Not at all. You actually uh, get to see the change. Oh. Uh, in many cases, which is great. Um, you know, and they have the whole, the whole common trope of like, okay, the Air Force is coming in, and there's fighter jets coming, and you know, the National Guard's trying to evacuate everybody, and people are, you know, trying to break down the fence to get out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The stuff that you see, but it is, it is <laughs> stressful at times. And so sometimes I like to know that things are going to be okay because I was like literally hiding underneath my blanket watching this, <laughs> hoping that this guy on top of a bus didn't get eaten alive. <laughs> it is crazy. Fun. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, it's great. Oh, boy. Should we uh should we talk news? You want to talk some news? We should talk news. What's news, Lisa? So, funny enough, yesterday there was an item in the news. Uh, Los Angeles air traffic control warned that <laughs> the jetpack guy is back. Jetpack guy. <laughs> the jetpack guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who floats 5,000 feet over LAX. Yeah, I seems saw like this. Terrible, I, could, I couldn't believe that. Idea. I'm like, oh, okay. He's just like <laughs> floating around 100 feet above the ground, like, you know, on the right. the perimeter of the airport. <laughs> no, he's he's way up. He's a mile up. I couldn't believe that when I read it. That's a different type of bird strike, isn't it? 
I'm sorry. This guy is just like hey, playing uh, with death. Captain, are uh, are these engines rated for an ostrich? Because <laughs> that's about the size uh, we got coming at us here. <laughs> ostrich strike. Yeah. You know they t- they I'm not they f- get that on my head. They they fire frozen <laughs> chickens into airplane engines to test them. <laughs> how do you how do you get that job? I guess they'd have to be thawed. They can't be frozen. A frozen chicken would. I'm a professional chicken launcher. When are you going to fly into a frozen chicken? But uh, maybe I'm thinking I'm conflating the the you know the actual testing with the MythBusters testing, where they were like, okay, what do we need to do to break the engine? <laughs> or to break Being a ten pound turkey to, to break through the window? Like, I think it was the cockpit window, and I think they ended up yeah. firing a frozen turkey or frozen chicken into it to get it to break. But you're ducking. Yeah. <laughs> rolled tighter you know so it's denser <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah this um <clears throat> well i have choice words about this individual but uh this guy has been uh, uh floating around lax like you would think he'd go out to the ocean or something at least to fly around maybe way he, better view he just he likes airplanes maybe he's an, an, an aviation enthusiast obviously because he wants to fly himself i don't know <laughs> Have, have, do we know who the guy is? Have they arrested uh, him yet? I don't believe so. The FBI is currently uh, working with the F- FAA to investigate the report. Uh, the quote was, uh, use caution, the jetpack guy is back, <laughs> said one air traffic alert. Uh, and <laughs> did you see a UFO? One traffic controller asked a pilot and responded we were looking but we did not see iron man yeah. <laughs> the pilot responded <laughs> so at least they have a sense of humor about it yeah, i think didn't the article have a picture of iron man at the yeah. top of it <laughs> it's crazy was that uh the martian you've seen that right yeah yeah come on commander good, let's go like iron that. man <laughs> <laughs> oh tony stark <laughs> Better, more appropriately named Tony Snark. Yeah. <laughs> so much snark. Are those uh, are those the best individual Marvel movies? I I like them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, my preference is Thor. Oh, okay. Uh, but I also have a you know a, a hem- hankering for a, a hem- uh, Loki. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say a Hemsworth hankering. No, you've got a. No, no, I like the bad guys. <laughs> They're, they're far more interesting. Well, so you to must me. be you must be watching this new show that oh, is all absolutely. about Loki. Yeah, the TVA, and uh, as my friend puts it, the clock waffle. <laughs> oh boy, what's that clock waffle? Uh, so she's this little animated clock that they have for that. Have you watched it at all no, yet? No, I haven't. I, I don't nope. have Disney Plus right now. So okay, here's. <laughs> You don't have a hankering for Tom Hiddleston? <laughs> oh, he does have an H name. I was trying to remember what his he name does, was. Yeah, yeah. Ha- uh, Hiddleston hankering. No, I don't. I, I do. I do. I do like uh, stuff that he's in, though. So yeah, a hanker for the Hiddle. I just I had to. I couldn't keep up with all of the Marvel stuff that I I, I just I gave up on it. Yeah, there's quite a bit, um, and they're still coming out with more. They're coming out. They're going to be coming out with another Doctor Strange. There, of course, uh, I believe it's out right now. Uh, the Black Widow movie. Yeah, um, yeah there's a kerfuffle about another... a... Scarlett Johansson is suing really? Disney. You didn't hear about this? 
No, I didn't. She's suing Disney because they uh, did that simultaneous uh, streaming release. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, uh, or her lawyers anyway, are claiming in, that in her contract that uh, that's not allowed. <laughs> really? So somebody's huh. somebody's finally standing, not that it needs to be stood up to, but, or, yeah. you know, one way or the other, but somebody's standing up to this. Because I was wondering, I was thinking about that when they started doing that last, what was it, last Christmas time, yeah. re- releasing the movies at the same time mm-hmm. as the theater, and and as a consumer who doesn't like to go out in public, um, mm-hmm. even without a pandemic, because I think yeah. I'm I think I'm just turning into a hermit in my old age. <laughs> I would prefer to just watch everything everything at home on my on my TV and sit on my couch and eat my own snacks that are not, you know, ten dollars for a bag of popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking, how how are they getting away with doing this? Like that, this has to. I was thinking this. This has to violate all kinds of contracts. Like, yeah. when are we going to start seeing the lawsuits? And then I could promptly forgot all about that thought until this week. The lawsuits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's well within her rights, and uh, you know, it's it's funny because I try to watch some of those movies. Like, we have HBO Max, so we get a lot of movies yep. for free through that streaming service. Yep. But anything on demand that's not on there, we would have to pay for. And I was looking at uh, some of the movies that weren't on HBO, and they were charging like twenty five dollars mm-hmm. to rent the movie. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to pay twenty five dollars yeah. to watch a movie in my home. The first one that we did last, whenever it was, it was around the holidays, was the Bill and Ted three, mm-hmm. and it was it was simultaneous streaming release and. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, we have to watch this movie. I mean, we're Gen X. You know, we've <laughs> we've seen the the other two a, a million times. You know, it's part of our it's part of our history. It's part of our zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Gotta watch Bill and Ted Free. And like, okay, twenty five bucks. That's not terrible. We would have spent more than that with all the food and everything. The food, yeah, concessions. But I I was thinking, you know what? We don't actually own. <laughs> either of the other two so just just to check i've i looked on apple tv and it was they had get the trilogy for 30 dollars to own oh that's not bad and i'm like for five more dollars i get all three movies i'm like heck yeah yeah. and then of course we watch them in order (laughs) (laughs) i actually am embarrassed to say but i have never seen a single bill and ted movie really i need to watch it yeah oh my gosh you do you need to go get that deal so clearly I need to come out to Georgia so we can have like a ridiculous <laughs> Bill and Ted marathon. <laughs> In addition to, yeah, all the other things that we, we, we and the Dan like. Brown trilogy, the Dan Brown and the marathon. Ghostbusters and back to the future. And yeah. Back to the future. That's great. I've got quite the John Hughes collection going. You can do that do too. You? Yeah. I like John Hughes. It's good stuff. Yep. It's real good stuff. We've been, um, I've been uh, going down to, well, I went down to Pasadena and uh, got to see the original Michael Myers house, which was fun. Oh. And is that, also a, is that a real house or a set? Yeah. No, no, it's a real house. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so they have that and there is a, uh, uh, an art gallery next door that does, uh, horror movie themed art installations so around halloween is of course huge yeah because halloween is my favorite horror movie i will never stop loving that film and jamie lee curtis like the original scream queen um and i went to simi valley 
uh, which is where the original house from Poltergeist is. Oh, okay. Yeah. That neighborhood with the... Mm-hmm. They built yeah. on... <laughs> so the houses are there, but the Native American burial ground was made up. <laughs> Correct. I'm, I'm hoping. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because I was driving up north to go camping and uh, past Cuesta Verde Road, and I'm like, ah... That's that's a blast from the past. It was the first horror movie that my uh, my dad ever let me watch, and we I think would watch it, it all the time. I think that was the first, yeah, first horror movie I probably saw, you too. You too? Yeah. And then, yeah. so did you hate trees being outside of your window for the rest of your life? No, but I um, but I uh, I had a fascination with tornadoes, which we'll mm-hmm. get to later. Oh. Tornadoes. <laughs> tornadoes is good. <laughs> it's like a tornado in California. Never. How would this happen? Like, actually, two years ago, we had a, uh, a F-Zero mm-hmm. in uh, Santa Barbara on Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah, I think you this told us about that. Like, day after tomorrow stuff. Southern Wisconsin just got hit with, a like, several EF-0 and EF-1s. Ooh. They had a big derecho storm system come through. Oh, gosh. Those are terrible. Uh, I, I was the- in... DC for the one in 2012 and we're like what do we hear cracking outside and we open the door and like all hell is breaking loose and tree trunks are snapping in half and we're like we hadn't heard anything in DC just started hearing snapping yeah yeah it's crazy was that from a a hurricane or tropical storm that was nope going up the derecho that was moving across the country yeah fun because they had one last year I believe in Iowa a pretty nasty one that moved through the midwest The tornadoes are fun. Super. <laughs> Good times. We, uh, right before I left uh, for California, we had a, uh, a huge one. I think I told you about this, uh, the one episode when we we're talking about, uh, about Twister. Uh, we had this F, I think it was an F4 come through and it was, basically about a mile wide at the base oh yeah uh, yeah that's the one you're yeah. telling about yeah that was yeah, the last time you were <laughs> the guy who was uh filming it and kept filming it yeah. kept filming it <laughs> kids do not try this at home let's see i've been binge watching on the weather channel all of the tornado <laughs> shows oh, yeah? i'm falling asleep to tornadoes at night uh, and they were talking about the Joplin tornado, which was apparently 2.6 miles wide at wow. the base. Yeah. Largest, uh, widest in history, apparently. Which, now, weren't there multiple Joplin tornadoes? Is this the, uh, the 2011? There were probably one? some peripheral. Yeah. Uh, May 22nd, like, 2011. That was the big one. Yeah, five. Yeah. 200 mile was... an hour winds. Where's scary the, uh, 38 lifted an ent- yeah lifted an entire hotel off of its foundation wow yeah or not a hotel uh, i'm sorry a hospital this says maximum width of nearly one mile huh oh, they were saying otherwise on uh weather channel on the weather channel yeah i wonder what the, it was a crazy tornado though the widest tornado is that's something we can find widest tornado El Reno, oh, 2.6. Okay. My mistake. That was the one that... <laughs> Stand uh, corrected. I think that was... Was that the one that killed those storm chasers? Yeah, the storm chasers. Yep. And those were like the... the, the 
<laughs> the nice storm chasers that got into the fewest arguments with each other. Yeah. I guess I, I need to bone up on my uh, my tornado <laughs> tornado trivia. I went back in uh and thinking L Joplin. After... Or L Joplin. L <laughs> <laughs> Joplin, um Missouri, Texas. <laughs> the L Joplin tornado. Oh wait, no, that was uh El Reno, that's uh Oklahoma, isn't it? Yeah, it's Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, I went back and after our, after your last appearance, when we talked about Twister, I went back and I watched Twister mm-hmm. and, and I watched, cause I had that discovery plus service yeah. at the time mm-hmm. and they had all five seasons of storm chasers. So I watched oh, it back from the beginning. Awesome. It is so much. And then I tried to watch the continuation of it. Did you ever see tornado chasers? No, I didn't realize there was so the a continuation on that. Yeah. The one team that had the dominator you know yeah reed timmer and and his uh-huh. his tornado videos.net was that the uh the metal structure one that had like the the cage across the window and all of that it was one of those yeah there was yeah. the the original one was the tiv the tornado yeah. intercept vehicle with uh the guy filming his imax movie tornado alley did you ever see that mm-hmm. you did yeah um uh, yeah, I watch everything I can on tornadoes. I don't know why, <laughs> why the fascination, but <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think it. I think it goes back to Poltergeist, and yeah. the, and the fact that I grew up at the you know, the northern end of Tornado Alley. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. I mean, they're fascinating. There's a reason that people sit outside and like can't look away and you know want to film these things because. You know, this thing is just dropping out of the sky and it takes these perfect set of conditions. Yep. But it's crazy. Uh, have you seen fire natos? I've seen footage of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's those... a huge thing out here. Yeah. Those are more like dust devils, though, that are generated by yeah. the, wind, the wind. The, yeah. The convection that's happening in, mm-hmm. in fires. Yeah. But they're um... fascinating, though. <laughs> so. You you had uh you had sent me I think this was we were still on the air, you sent me last time, it was like the the stuffed cow, <laughs> the twister <Yes>. cow, <laughs> another cow. I think that's the same cow. <laughs> but they made a you know like a Universal Studios or whoever made a twister branded like stuffed cow, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> arms outstretched, and um and there was one on eBay. It had a stain on it. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody Question is, what was that stain <laughs> i was what i watched it and i thought about getting it and then i went back and looked and somebody had bought it <laughs> so cow. i that I, was the blood stain from I, the other cow that hit maybe. it midair <laughs> but uh so i googled just to see if i could if there were any more and i found um a place in uh Wakita, <laughs> which is where is Aunt it, Meg lives. Where Aunt Meg still, lived um, after she rebuilt, <laughs> presumably. Is Wakita in Oklahoma? I think it is. It's yeah. it, I think it's just south of the Kansas border. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I discovered the Twister Movie Museum in Wakita, Oklahoma. <laughs> That's a thing. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take a vacation out there now. <laughs> well. So. <laughs> so when I looked this up. Of, you know, three months ago, they had 
a come visit Wakita and the Twister Museum and and stay in our guest house. They had a a guest house. Oh my god! For people to stay in <laughs> while while they were Look on their tornado that. tour. But um, when I went back to the link <laughs> this morning before we started recording, the uh the link for the guest house is gone. It says, "Oops, that Aww. page can't be found." So I don't know if they just decided to stop renting it out or nobody was coming because of COVID or whatever, but, but the Sadness. museum is still there. I would love to see. Oh, Hey, this year was apparently the 25th anniversary. I saw that too. Yeah. That's great. We, um, yeah, I would love to see that. And then I'll go to dystopia rising Oklahoma. <laughs> the same trip. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go storm chase a little. <laughs> Yeah, May 15th was the uh, 25th yep. anniversary of the movie. That's fabulous. I love that movie. I love I love natural disaster movies in general. Um, I just watched Dante's Peak for the first time. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's funny because we've been camping at Mount Shasta pretty much for the last year, once a month. And uh, Mount Shasta, I found out, you know, about five months ago is in active volcano <laughs> really yeah it's got four uh four separate volcanic cones on the inside and uh it is listed on on the most uh dangerous volcanoes in the united states which is comforting <laughs> good thing you um didn't didn't uh, look that up beforehand right yeah <laughs> well i knew there were volcanoes around there because we went to um one of our trips we went to lassen volcanic national park and i believe mount lassen last erupted in the 1920s um shasta hasn't popped since uh since the 1700s um and it's got i believe about uh, every 600 years it erupts so uh you know we got some time hopefully <laughs> hopefully <laughs> knock on wood but yeah dante's peak was really interesting yeah i just watched uh 2012 for the first time oh, recently. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a <laughs> as regular <laughs> guest Michael on the show says, it's a perfectly a perfectly serviceable disaster movie. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fun though, because you know, they're they're exciting and uh you're like, oh, could this stuff actually really happen? Like um uh San Andreas I recently watched also uh with The Rock. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's where a good the one. fault goes. And I'm like, hey, my house is down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and surprisingly, we actually on the central coast where I'm at don't really get much in the way of you know we get like 1.6, 2.0 like stuff that you don't even feel. Oh yeah, but um, but recently up near the Nevada border, they had like a 6.0. That was knocking stuff off people's walls and doing damage. Uh, funny enough, living in California, I haven't felt a single earthquake. The only earthquake I've ever experienced was in Washington, D.C. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> of all things. And uh, apparently, you know, they had all the people up in the Washington Monument, and they said that the earthquake shook so hard that it separated blocks in the... Uh, in the monument and they could see light coming from between the blocks oh, in the monument. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, of course, they had to take the stairs down, which is a very, very long, long trip. Yeah, try not to run. Yeah, <laughs> right. Going down those stairs. Yeah, but I mean, they were doing work on the National Monument for, oh, God, easily like a good year and a quarter. Because of that? Is that mm-hmm. why it was covered in scaffolding? Yep. Okay. That and uh, the National Cathedral was really pretty badly damaged. Oh, I do remember that. hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. Wow. Oh. We were on. Uh, we were in a building. I was working in property management at the time, and our building was built directly over a parking garage. And at first, we heard a rumble. We thought it was somebody, you know, with a cart up above, maybe moving in or something. And then we're like, "Wait a second! This is getting louder." And we had glass panels between our desks that started shaking violently. And of course, everybody did what they're not supposed to do and run out the front door uh-huh. underneath all the <laughs> cement fixtures. <laughs> Because nobody is the, nobody there is prepared for that. No, you know? no, and neither is uh, the uh, construction. Yeah, <laughs> of the buildings. <laughs> it was weird. It was swaying back and forth. It was like being in a funhouse. Wow, it was scary, but, but exciting. You've yet to experience anything like that in California. <laughs> Never. I haven't even felt. I haven't even felt our apartment shake except with rocket launches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those so are those much are the, more fun. Yeah, the Elon Musk earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, space travel. What's your uh, what's your take on the whole uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and <laughs> and others traveling out to space? <laughs> oh, I think it's fine. Yeah, like somebody's you know. I'd love to if, do that someday. If NASA's not going to do it, then let those guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, space tourism's definitely going to be a a big thing. I'm sure it's going to be for the rich only for a very long time. But, yeah. uh, but that would be a lot of fun to do. I've always wanted to do an elliptical flight. You know where oh, you yeah. go like straight up, and then you're you're weightless for a few minutes. The vomit comet. Yes. Fans <laughs> <laughs> vomit preferably. Well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, like, I can still eat nachos and go on roller coasters, so I feel like I'm not that old yet. <laughs> Should be okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I think it's the it's the permanent weightlessness that, that makes you yeah. get sick. Right. I was always entertained floating. by the, yeah, the exercise equipment that they have to use on the space shuttle and that to keep your muscles oh, yeah. from atrophying. That's Good weird. Times. I actually had a dream last night that I got to go up onto some space station. That was nice. having it was having regular flights back and forth, <laughs> and I got to go. Space, the final frontier. But then once I got there, it was like we were on, we were like halfway between the Earth and the Moon because like the, you could see the Earth like really huge in the sky. That's awesome. But like not Super enormous, cool. like you were orbiting it, like you were way out. Halfway, yeah, like I said, halfway between the Earth and the Moon. So, so that you know, if sense, they ever. But... <laughs> If they ever make that affordable and you end up going out to space, can we do a Nerdburger Space Edition? It's like broadcast from space. <laughs> Nerds in space! Absolutely. Be fabulous. <laughs> space episode. You'd have to go video on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, by the time we can afford to do that, then I'll probably have the video thing figured out here. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
this is Mike coming coming at you from space. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting from the moon. It's <laughs> great. Oh man. We got to get keep going on this uh, on the on this news. We got some timely news we got to talk about. Timely got, news, huh? Yeah, we've got a celebrity death unfortunately. <gasps> Uh-oh. And I have new music. I have new music for that. For this week, for this one celebrity only. Here, here, okay. here it goes. Mr. That's right. Ron Popeil. Mr. As Seen on TV has died at the age of 86. Oh, no. Yep. Uh-huh. Um... Inventor known for generations of viewers for hawking products, including the Vegomatic, the Pocket Fisherman, <laughs> Mr. Microphone, and the Showtime Rotisserie and Barbecue has died. <laughs> Suddenly and peacefully at Cedars Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. No cause of death was given. Bad news for the infomercial war or world. Did you know it was his father <laughs> that started that empire? Really? Not, yeah. I, I didn't know this. The Vegematic. I need to look what the Vegematic does because I'm assuming it chops vegetables. Yeah, peels. it's like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's, uh, I think it's probably an a electrified version of the Slap Chop. <laughs> I used to have a Slap Chop. <laughs> They're not telling oh me. Oh, yeah, his... it does look exactly like the Slap Chop. What his father's name was, but um, yeah, Ron Popeil. Really, uh, took what his father started and and uh, ran with that. Ran with that. He, um, yeah, he's basically the inventor yeah. of the late night infomercial. I used to, I used to watch those, <laughs> yeah, quite a bit actually. <laughs> now, how much would you pay? That's what uh, the uh, B fifty two sounding uh, backup singers there were saying. Ah. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, so Ron apparently uh, made his debut in 1963 at the International Housewares Show in Chicago, Illinois. Nice. Sweet home, sweet home, Chicago. Interesting. Huh. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> and and there you really you can get a second Vegematic for free. Only pay shipping and handling. There really is because I was in- interested in this, um, the Mr. Popeil song. <laughs> so I looked that up, um, and it is a, it is not an actual B fifty two song. It is a style parody, which is a uh, fans of Weird Al Yankovic will know. That's a lot of his best songs are style parodies. They're not actual, mm-hmm. you know, specific song parodies. But um, it's a so it's a style parody of the B fifty twos, and it takes elements from three songs: Rock Lobster, There's a Moon in the Sky Called the Moon, and Private Idaho. That's awesome. And fun Love fact. Rock Lobster. Oh, here it is. It's a tribute to father and son inventors Samuel and Ron Popeil. Um, Samuel invented the Vegematic, but his son Ron popularized the infomercial and started Ronco, the company. Ron- I love I love the slap chop. Yeah. Though I gotta say, <laughs> like, have you seen the remix? I'm sh- no. yeah. Whenever that what that became popular or or (laughs) came out a while ago yeah chop my nuts (laughs) (laughs) that guy that was doing those like something happened to him he got arrested or maybe uh maybe there's a curse on the infomercial world 
But uh, conspiracies. Let's see this. <laughs> this website says that after learning that Ron Popeil's sister Lisa was a singer, Weird Al hired her as one of the backing vocalists that we just listened to. Huh. Uh, she has gone on to sing on several of Weird Al's other songs and even taught him how to improve his own vocal technique. <laughs> so that's... You yeah, just wow. never know, right? So you've been listening to Ron Popeil's daughter, <laughs> Lisa, of all names, today, um, <laughs> <laughs> singing background vocals, and you didn't know who that was. Which is funny because I also sing, so maybe I should reach out to Weird Al. <laughs> he could have like Lisa Lisa, and we'll, together we might be the cult jam. <laughs> the new cult jam. <laughs> I love Weird Al. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, <laughs> Absolutely awesome. In news of celebrities who nearly died but didn't. Oh, jeez. Bob Odenkirk appears to be okay. He had himself oh, a little heart attack on set of uh, the final season of Better Call Saul. Did you hear about this? Uh, he collapsed. No, I didn't. He collapsed on set, and they rushed him to the hospital, and you know everybody was tweeting, and nobody knew what was happening, and so finally he has, uh, he has, I guess he's out of the hospital, and he's broken his silence, and he thanks everybody for all of their uh, outpouring of love and concern. Yeah. I'm he's glad just, he's okay. He's uh, I actually haven't watched Better Call Saul yet. I watched Breaking Bad. Oh, really? Finished watched that like crazy. Well, uh, you may as well wait until this last season is done, and then you can just binge it all. Yeah. No more heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie, though. Or good TV show, rather. Uh, Breaking Bad. Like I was oh, yeah. screaming at the television by the time it was over. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it can't be over. Yeah, Better Call Saul is just just as good. Some say possibly a little better. Really? I think so. You know, it's a, depends it's on just the a spinoff on Saul doing his thing. Well, it's a it's a prequel. So you see, oh, that I didn't know. You see how um, Jimmy McGill became Saul Goodman. Huh. I'll need to watch that. Because I'm out of stuff to watch now that I've watched the last episode of Loki and we finished WandaVision and I almost finished with Black Summer. So, you know, we got to move on to something else to binge <laughs> night after night. Yeah. Did you like um, the character of Mike Airman Trout in Breaking Bad? Yes. Well, he's in Better Call Saul. Oh, is he? Yes. Sweet. I like the uh, the Chicken Brothers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, Gus Fring is a big yeah. main character in Better Call Saul. You get That's to great. see you get to see him like buying the laundromat where he eventually <laughs> builds the uh the super lab. Yeah. You get to see the super lab under construction. Jesse. Like, <laughs> I loved it. All the characters were, you know, <laughs> they were uh they were all lovable despite being <laughs> not good people generally. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, why am I blanking on the lead in uh, Breaking Bad? Uh, Walt? The character's name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Walt obviously had sufficient reason for doing what he was doing. You know, he was trying to do what he needed to do to get by. But, you know, <laughs> Jesse certainly wasn't 
wasn't a great individual. <laughs> misled, misled college kid. And yet, they were all super fun. And and Jesse, uh, he kept trying to get out and getting dragged back in. Yep. And uh, he kept having <laughs> horrible, horrible things happen to him and the people around him. So kind of kind of ended up rooting for him despite him being a dumbass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely a dumbass. <laughs> so have you been watching anything else? Um, No, not really. Any other good shows? We've been watching uh, a lot of horror movies. We watched uh, Aramentari on Netflix, which was really, really good. Um, it was based off of like a, a folk tale about a blacksmith. Um, and uh, the movie was... You know, it was not a <laughs> high budget kind of, you know, film, but uh, for something that was kind of B-level budget, it was, it was really well done. Eramentari. Hmm. How do you spell that? E-R-R-E-M-A-N-T-A-R-I. And that one's on Netflix. Good Been to doing know. a lot of horror movies. Oh, we, uh, we, because we, we've been maintaining our HBO Max sub- subscription, and so we ended up binging v- the entire series of Veep. Oh, is that good? You didn't watch that? No. Mm-mm. Somebody who I, I have not seen a lot of TV shows that were li- popular. Lived in DC and worked for the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, hilarious. but I want to get away from that in my oh, downtime. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But it's he's so, like, oh, you, you must watch all of the political shows. And I'm like, no. So what happened was we were binging. Um, it's the first season. It's the only season that's available so far mm-hmm. of a show. It's an HBO show called Avenue 5. Have you seen this? No, I haven't even heard of that. It's a space, a solar system um, cruise ship. So it's a, it's a cruise ship in space. Okay. With um, Space tourism. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's got Hugh Laurie as the captain. Hugh Laurie. Pretty who that is. Dr. House. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's created, created by Armando Iannucci, who <laughs> we found out after we finished watching Avenue 5 that he was the creator of Veep. And we're like, oh, we have to go watch Veep now. <laughs> 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 and we did, and Veep is so hilarious. The, it's it's almost farcical. Um, I need to watch that. And I still need to finish Space Forest too. <laughs> is that apparently? Was that still on just the one season? Uh yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I only that. watched like the first two episodes of it, but I have to finish watching it because our Air Force base has now turned to the Space Force base. So is we kind of leveled they, up. That's where they they film it at your where where you're. No, no, they haven't. I don't think. They oh, in real life, it it's becoming the yeah. space for. Oh, okay. Yeah, already <laughs> did. They changed all the signs. Now it's now it's a space force space. So Vandenberg we leveled up. Mm-hmm. is space yep. force. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that they literally took. The uh, the Star Trek insignia and mm-hmm. slapped it on <laughs> Space Force. Well, so now anytime you go on base, you are required to say live long and prosper. Are you really? <laughs> You're making that up. <laughs> I am. 
Because that but shape. But it'll throw some guards off. Yeah, that that uh that shape, that kind of yeah. like weird upside down V thing, tricorder like, kind of um, thing. Well, actually, Star Trek got that from the military, the U.S. military. Like oh, they had, really? they had had that in a bunch of uh, insignia and ah okay. Logos so it's good to things. know that they stole it. <laughs> Star Trek stole it from the military. The military took it back. It's like it's ours, not yours. <laughs> you can't have it. <laughs> that's funny but uh yeah yeah we're all uh space forcey out here which makes sense because you know rocket launches and stuff we got spacex launching yep launching their big rockets you could always tell too because because you're like is it an earthquake or is it elon musk (laughs) it's like why is the apartment shaking (laughs) no it's probably elon musk They do a whole lot of launches from here. Is there, is there, well, you, you haven't actually felt the earthquakes there, but you did feel the one in mm, DC. It, what's yeah. the difference between a rocket launch and an earthquake? Uh, honestly, they feel pretty much the same. You can't tell. And okay. you can hear that rumble. Um, the rocket launches are really, really loud in some cases. And uh, sometimes, depending on the rocket, uh, you get the, the sonic boom. Uh, the first time I heard that, I <laughs> just about <laughs> jumped in the air and ran somebody over with my feet. <laughs> I was like, where's the sonic boom? And then exploded. It just freaked out. Wow. This is loud. It's real loud. I don't know. Have you heard a sonic boom before? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's crazy. If I have, I didn't know what it was. It was like deafening. <laughs> <laughs> but good times. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Is that? I think that? I think we're out of time. Oh, I think that's an episode. But we didn't we didn't get to your your big topic, Lisa. We'll just well we'll have to we'll have to do that in part two. Continue on. That's right. <laughs> Carry on, Mike. <laughs> Party on, Mike. Party on, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Garth. <laughs> well, now's the part where you ask me where they can find us. Hey, Mike. Hey, Lisa. Where can they find you? I'm so glad you asked. They can find us at nerdburgershow.com and email us nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next time when Lisa returns for part two to talk about horror and sci-fi tropes. I'll be back. (laughs) Is Arnold Schwarzenegger a trope? Like, your I mean, main... I do live in California, so your he's main... a couple hours south. Your main character is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's got to be you one. In a movie. Well, we'll find out. Because that really is what's going to happen next time. <laughs>